This is a HeadGum Podcast. In three, two, one. Way off. Sweet. <laughs> this is the Dumbbells of Personal Fitness Podcast, where we, I'm Eugene Cordero. And me, I'm Ryan Singer, have discussions and answer questions on all things health and fitness. This is solely based on our own working experience, a little bit of bro science. So... Please keep in mind, we're not doctors, never claim to be. Nope, just a couple of dumbbells, love ourselves some fitness, want to help you with yours. And the help can start right now. Now it can. You know, Aaron's been doing some like sit-in hosting for quite a few episodes now. Not quite like almost five years that we've been doing this, but she should know the intro by now. <laughs> yeah, there's always a... Uh there's a weird, there's a weirdness in the cadence. She's kind of like Christopher Walken or something. With oh yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah. She's got like, she's got a draw to her. She's yeah. got a, like a a little bit of a draw. Where you don't know, like it's it's kind of exciting when he. I, I'm sure if you're a writer and he's reading something you wrote because you're like, man, I, I, okay, yeah, this is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't know this was a take. Have you ever seen King of New York before? I think so. Is that the stand up one? No, no, no. Oh. Uh, King of New York is with Christopher Walken and Lawrence Fishburne. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Back yeah. when he was Larry Fishburne. But you should watch it again re- now uh, because it's pretty great. It's like it's one of those like gangster movies. Right. Um, and, you know, he uh, Walken plays Frank White in it, who, uh, you know, Biggie and all those guys would say, like, I'm the black Frank White and all that stuff. Yeah. He's like a drug kingpin in it. But it's like really weird walking stuff, but Fishburne's amazing in it. It's got some 90s hip hop shit and uh, Ooh. yeah, Schooly D in the soundtrack. And uh, it, there's a Love lot, it. there's a lot of cool stuff in there that I, I took for granted before when I would, would when I would watch it. Um, I did happen to like just be turning the uh, channels on my um, cable box since we still both have cable. Still do. And, um, and, uh, and came across Christopher Walken's monologue in um uh what uh in uh uh pulp fiction oh, where yeah. he's talking to to uh, Bruce yeah. Willis as a child. Yeah, it's great. Uh and it's just so funny. It's just so bananas. Yeah, that's where I started paying attention in more. I was just talking to Gabers and Rogers about this, but I I cuz I I remember seeing Wayne's World 2 before I saw Pulp Fiction. And I mm-hmm. knew I knew who Walken was because I'd seen the Deer Hunter and shit, but I just didn't, he just seemed like an old guy. Like I didn't care. Um, and I'm trying to think of Wayne's World too, Wayne, of what he does in it. He's like, he's kind of the villain in that. And he is uh, a going after Asia Carrera in it. And um, he uh, like- Tia Carrera. Tia Carrera, sorry. Yeah. He, uh, that's a- yeah, a racist misstep by me, but uh, very much, very I, much so. I think there's a porn star that has that name. Who's <laughs> show your cards, buddy? Show your cards. <laughs> uh, but he, um, he's like there. He's like her. He's kind of like Wayne's foil in that. And like I would watch it, and like he's like all trying to be sexy and dancing with her and stuff. <laughs> and it's supposed to be funny, but I mean, I I just didn't. I was just like, who is this old guy? Like I don't get it. Like I, because Rob Lowe made more sense to me for the first one. Sure. And then now, and then after I saw Pulp, I like got him. I was like, oh shit, he's weird and interesting, and that's the whole yeah. deal with it. Yeah. Uh, Crazy. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, but he's who he is. Um, yeah, but so funny. But she should know it by now. But, you know, if she doesn't, she doesn't. What are you going to do? Yeah. Maybe she'll switch it up. Make it your own. Make it your own, Aaron. Yeah. You know what I mean? Get it right. Um, yeah. I uh, I did a lot of... Um, I drove down to San Diego over this weekend um, for not the, the best reasons, but I still saw some family down there and... Um, uh, that drive is not pleasant. No, I make it all the time. Yeah. It's not a pleasant one. And it, it's just like kind of, uh, it's one of those things that we were talking about before where it's just like you, there's, you're not on any other road, but you still have your, your GPS plugged into your phone, into the car. And you just, I think it's more maddening knowing that like, the how long it's going to take you to get there hasn't moved for yeah. like a half hour. Yeah. It keeps ticking up. The traffic had to be horrible for Labor Day. It's yes. always bad. 
Yeah. But it is, you know, when it's like, you know, should be just under two hours and then it's like it's two hours and 27 minutes or something, but then it just stays that way <laughs> for uh, for an hour. Yeah. And if you got a car with family in it, you can't listen to a podcast or a book. No. You just like, you gotta be, you know, Hey everybody. Uh, hey, <laughs> talking. I and know. Stuff. I sent something to your phone real quick. I just want you to have a look at it. Um, just so you, you know where I'm coming from. Uh, I don't want this on my phone. <laughs> I don't need you to uh, Wikipedia send me a, a Wikipedia link to a uh, porn star. I don't need that. <laughs> but in just my look at life. the name, just so you don't think like I'm a total fucking. Oh no, I hear you. Okay, <laughs> that's where that. Because the thing is, is her name, the proper name of the actress Tita Tia Carrere, is Carrere. It's not even a uh at the end. Okay, and I think because. People are so used to this porn star, I guess, and her, uh, they add the A. Could be, yeah. I just straight up said the porn star's name. I didn't even like <laughs> mix the two or anything. <laughs> we all know how my brain is wired. There uh, it is. Um, so any hoozle, uh, yeah, so San Diego, how did that go outside of the drive? Uh, you know, there. there. Um, family. Yeah. Family tough, there. Tough with a little kid. Tough with, yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, it's all good. You know, Quincy's just at that age where it's just, you know, I feel like I'm talking to, I talk about this every time I'm aware on the podcast now of just like that four to five is just like all questions and all energy. Yeah. And, uh, and just, uh, when you don't have the energy, it just feels bonkers. Yeah. It's tough because you kind of want to, you want to give it to them. You want to give them what they need, but at the same time. Uh, you know, what do they need? Is yeah. it, does it serve them just to like, you know, give like unbroken attention and yeah. You wait, know, wait, stone. When we started this stone, how, how old is stone now? Stone is just about to be 11. He'll be 11, 11. Oh, in okay. uh, September 22nd. Okay. So he was like already six or seven when we started the pod. Yeah. Six. Yeah. Yeah. But I remember four or five. I remember that well. And yeah. it's a tricky age because you, you can, you can give it up to them all day, all day and be there playing, doing stuff, participating. And then the second you're like, okay, now I have to go take care of your sister for a minute. They're everything you did the entire day is immediately gone. They just, they don't, yeah. it's just like, uh, you know, and then they're like, you know, acting out or causing problems that and is stuff. It. And that you're is like, it. man, I can't, I can't fill you anymore like i can't yeah. pour anymore into your your cup is overflowing and you feel like it's i feel like it's on my it's it's like i feel bad like i'm a i'm doing it wrong yeah you know that's the that's the thing it's just like man am i am i not doing it right am i you know and then he's around his cousins or he's around you know my cousins so like you know his aunts and uncles and i'm like and he's acting up at the you know at the dinner table and i'm like Am I showing that I'm a bad parent or are they remembering what it was like when this was happening? Everybody know. Everybody remembers. Yeah. yeah. But all good. Um, yeah. So back back at it. We're we're, you know, here in I mean, I guess we're in the fall already. Isn't that crazy? All of yeah. the pumpkin spice stuff is coming out. Mm-hmm. Are you a fan? I I am a I'm a fan of pumpkin pie. Yeah, pumpkin pie is delicious. I'm I'm a fan of pies in general. I'm I'm a fan of pies over cakes. I think we've had this conversation too. I'm I'm more of a savory than a sweet. So a pie, a nice you know savory pie, I'll take over a, a wow. cake. Yeah. So it's like, uh, so you know, you're like there's a, a cup, there's like pumpkin pie out. There's other shit, but you're going, you're gonna go like, oh, I'll take. Uh, this like I'll take a fucking mincemeat pie or some shit. <laughs> I'll take I'll take another turkey leg. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but I mean I'm talking about pie. You want like a dinner pie? Oh no 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 no. Okay. Uh, no no no. I know. Yeah, I know you like. I, I I the way that it got framed with pie stuff. I thought maybe you're talking about like you like savory pies. Oh, oh no. I mean I guess I don't mind what? a quiche. A quiche. What are some savory pies? I think of mincemeat, but isn't that mincemeat pie? Is that savory uh, though? I think that's I think it. so. Is it? Oh no, maybe it's not. I don't know. Um, chicken pot pie. That's that's a savory shepherd's pie. Yeah, but those are all meals. <laughs> They're kind of meals. Yeah, chicken pot pie is tough to get uh, pie slices of that too. Could you imagine if 
we had a big dinner, and then for dessert, you saw me with a chicken pot pie. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd love it. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? I'm eating my dessert, yeah. and it's just just another full meal. <laughs> I'd do it. Yeah, it's good. I'm I'll not, do it. I, there's never enough chicken in those things for me. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. There's just so much whatever that gravy is. Yeah, or it's just a lot of that cornstarch. It's whatever that. It's just straight up water and cornstarch. Yeah, and a couple of peas in there, and then like yeah. maybe like uh, you know a chunk or two of chicken. But yeah, it's pretty light. And then that diced carrot where it's just like that cube. Yeah. Where you're like, what? How does this happen? Yeah. What is this? How does this even happen? I don't. I don't know. Um. But as far as my. Dude, my I don't know how it's happened. I think I've just been a little bit like um scatterbrained or whatever in the last uh, just thinking back of the last 3 weeks, but my um my whole um nutrition is way off. In in what way just Nothing. There's no, it's like, it's like a, uh, you know, there's no rules around this house for me right now. Yeah. I don't know how I got off the rails this much where even my, like, you know, I'm, I'm still, I'm thinking about my window of like, you know, like 11 to seven or, you know, noon to, to eight, which has been pretty consistent for how many years now, except for when I was actively trying to eat breakfast. To the point where yesterday, this whole weekend, and and the, and thinking back to a couple of days this week, I'm like, I didn't even think twice about the fact that it's eight a.m. and I'm just eating food. <laughs> oh, so I I get that you're just you're surprised, you know, not that you're off, but just that you're not even not aware even, you're yeah, off, not even where I'm off, and then the stuff that I'm eating, I'm just eating what like I'm. I I don't know if I just like my mind just switched into this kind of comfort mode or you had family like, in town. I had yeah, I had some family in town. I had some so that kind of like you don't want to be yeah the, the militant food guy when there's family in town. You and we of- were out of town for a wedding, and then and I think maybe it was just kind of all of these things combined, and then I, I think there's been a, a little bit of traveling, but also I feel like everything just kind of was a little bit skewed weirdly for myself. Yeah. And I don't know how it happened. And, and then it's just like, I blink my eyes and it's been I, I, like on my drive down, I was thinking about it on the drive and I'm like, it's been a solid month of that. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, and, uh, and so then when I got back, I was just like, and I haven't jumped on like a scale for a couple of months. Um, and then I did when I got back and I'm like, oops, legit weight put on yeah yeah it's such a legit like seven eight pounds it's such a bummer how that happens because you think you know what i've been walking the path for so long maybe i'll just be okay they eat a couple pounds but maybe like my body has just finally figured it out and mine's always like no i haven't buddy no you're gonna you're gonna get yourself right back up to you know yeah you're uh the old days no problemo I was like, oh, okay, maybe if I was thinking it was a couple of pounds, I was thinking maybe it was like, oh, three or four pounds. And that's probably because I've been eating like saltier food and all this stuff. No, it was a solid eight pounds. (laughs) Yeah. So that means that even with that, that's a solid five. I mean, that that means, I mean, if on the scale it's eight pounds, we're talking about, you know, five pounds of, you know. Weight you don't want. Weight I don't want. Yeah. Because it wasn't like I've been like, actively going lifting heavier because sure. I'm not lifting any heavier than I was Yeah, doing the same amount of exercise, but just putting on the pounds. Yeah. It's uh scary, scary. It's scary. I feel very similar in that, that I have to constantly be monitoring it or I'm, or I'll start to just scale up like my natural instincts. You know, some people can kind of arrive back at an intuitive place Yeah, and they'll, and they'll maintain, but I, I can get close to that, but I always have to be, you know, making some adjustments, uh, keeping some framework, keeping some, uh, you know, some rules in place for myself. Otherwise, yeah. I'm, I'll just start to put on weight that I, that that's not healthy for me that I don't want. Yeah, it's just crazy how quickly it it just kind of because there must have been like 
you know, I must have been scaled up a couple of pounds before anyway um, that I checked. And then, you know, but just this overall, which is probably over the last two and a half months, it's probably since I've been home was probably the last time that I've ever, I jumped on it, uh, maybe three months that I've jumped on the scale. So it's like three months, you know, yeah, eight pounds is like, you know, it'll take me longer than three months to drop the eight pounds. I feel like, I don't know, maybe, oh, maybe not. I think you caught it enough. I think you caught it enough time. I can relate to though with, I already feel like my suitcase is pretty full, meaning mm-hmm. that even when I am the weight I want to be, I'm like, the suitcase is full. Like there's not a <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. If, like I, I just hit it. Yeah, I just hit yeah. it. And I'm right on the cusp and I'll always just be on the cusp. Yeah. And I'm always like, uh, you know, for like, ideally I like, I like to be this and I can be two or three pounds above or below that. I'm mm-hmm. always like three and a half pounds above that right now, yeah. you know, just cause it's like just harder to exercise as hard consistently intense and then also just eat right still because yeah. it's, things are still just weird man well that i think that's what it is i think that there's just this constant still kind of hovering stress that's happening with life in general and i i think it, you know I'm, I'm just finding myself kind of cutting corners in that way yeah um you know um and and honestly i i i think it is also, I, I I haven't um, adjusted. I haven't fully adjusted my nutrition to my activity level change. Yeah, meaning, same. you know, my twenty minutes, fifteen minutes of stretch warm up movement. You know, I think I'm still. I I know I'm still kind of using that as like 15, 20 minutes of movement, which means I'm exercising, which I just kind of still put in that bubble. Yeah. So then when I'm doing 15 minutes of that, and then my workout's only 30 minutes or something like that, yeah. then I'm thinking I'm doing about an hour, but I'm still just yeah. doing 30 minutes. Yeah, you're like, dude, I'm fucking doing double days, about an hour, yeah. you know, but it's yeah. like, ah, it's a big, long stretch, which yeah. is good for you, and you good should be for me. doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you got to make some adjustments. I got to make some adjustments otherwise to do that. And, you know, and I think that's still the mindful eating thing. And, you know, and uh, I think that like uh, we've always been talking about intermittent fasting and what it does for us and why it works for us for gut rest and all this stuff. But I, I don't know how much we talk about the fact that for both of us, for both me and you, the intermittent fasting also helps us with portion control. Yeah. Because I know for sure that my portions, you know, can just keep getting bigger and bigger. Oh, yeah. And I think that's the issue that I still need to, and it's not even a relationship with food so much. I think it's just me going, just stop. Yeah. You know, just stop. Like, and, um, and, 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 and still, you know, still struggling with, especially being out of town or we're, we're somewhere and I'm ordering food for Quincy and he's not eating it. It's just like, someone's got to eat. We paid, you know, it's, it's yeah. different for me making food where I could throw it back in the fridge and I can eat it later. Um, but like when we're at a place and it's just like, buddy, you know, we got to get these, we got, we got to. We're going to make this worth it. Yeah, there's definitely that. There's also, I mean, just even how I prepare food for myself, like it's like a banquet. I mean, it's just like, that's where I'm the sure, most yeah. comforted. We're just like, you know, just a lot, you know, and yeah. slicing it up and we got a lot and I'll do weird stuff to where I'm like, I buy, uh, you know, meat to grill or smoke or whatever. And I'll kind of just try to buy amounts that I can uh, separate, you know, like, oh, this will be like for three meals or whatever. Not exactly meal prep, but it's kind of mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in that mindset. And then, you know, say, so say I buy like a pound and a half to have over three days or something. And then the guy, you know, will will put it up there and it's like 1.8 pounds. And I'm, and then we're just like, okay, that's fine. 
And then, so then I have that. And then I'm like, when I go back the next time, I'm like, you know, a little, little over half pound and a half, 1.8 ish pound. So then I'm, I'm like, now I'll like just by an accident. Now I'm back. And then pretty soon that creeps up to like two pounds, two pounds. Yeah. yeah. And then now I'm like in this, like, two, and then like, you know, then I'm like, when I'm going to buy the next time, I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to be satisfied unless I get the full two pounds, two pounds. to break yeah. up over that time. And then I blink my eyes and I had it like under control and reasonable. And then now I'm in like the 3.5 pound category. Because it's yeah, like I gotta make yeah. sure I'm satisfied and everything's fine, and it is protein, sure. and so. But now it's like these portions have gotten way out of control again. Now you know? each now each meal <laughs> yeah. is two pounds. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it just and it just you blink your eyes and it happens, and then you I blink have to your eyes, like chip back, and then you go through like a couple of days of discomfort where you're maybe you don't feel as mentally satisfied, even though your body has had more than enough food. And then you're used yeah. to that and you're fine until the next time it creeps back up again. But it's just this constant, you know, marshalling of that, which can be mentally exhausting sometimes. Yeah. And then and I think I just don't have the mind space for it. So I'm just, you know, um, I, I got to make room for it. I got to make room for it and I need to get on top of it because then it feels, I don't know that feels like such a burden now. Yeah. That eight pounds feels like a burden. And the crazy thing is, is we would probably get, I mean, we'll answer some more questions, but we'll get a questions of, I put on eight pounds and, so quick are we able to be like, oh, you'll be able to take that off in a right, couple months okay, if you take so your time. Let's do that. What's the advice you would give yourself if you wrote into the dumbbells? If I'm talking about eight pounds, that would be like, you know, over two to three months. You know, if you're taking your time and just knowing that it's a lifestyle, like getting into it, yeah. you know, two to three months, meaning a pound a week to a little bit less than a pound a week if you're just taking the three months. And if you don't lose a pound one week, then, you know, whatever. And that's mindful eating. That's exercising your three to five times a week. And uh, that's your, you know, focused on, you know, lean, lean proteins, and leafy greens, and, you know, uh, and, and uh, carbohydrates that are uh, nutritious, meaning your oatmeal and, you know, your your things like that, unless you're a white rice person like me and just having a little bit every once in a while is okay. But you know, that would be my advice going in. And what I like about that the most from a mentality standpoint is, uh, right away, based on the timeline you gave it, it's, uh, removing the pressure and the panic to it's just right. like, Hey, all right, you did it. You know how you got there. So give yourself a good amount of time and make those adjustments, then it'll go away. And that's the end but of it. But here's the crazy thing. So then that's my advice to the world. Yeah. In my head, as I'm saying that out loud, I'm going like, I can bang this out in a month. You're getting the Martin Lawrence sauna suit. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But I'm like, I can bang, I, I can bang out two pounds a week. I know how to do that. Yeah. But it's like, <laughs> am I in the mental state and am, am I in the do I have the time and the uh, mentality to do that? Yeah. Do I you want, have the time? <laughs> I always quote. I always quote Green Day, man. That's like, if you look behind me, my whole wall is just Green Day lyrics. Um, yeah, but it like, do I have the mentality to just kind of go all out yeah. in time and ability? And I don't because... I've also been complaining about my kids and knowing that I have work to do and all this stuff. Like I'm not, I don't have, you know, the complete time to do all that stuff. Should I start meal prepping to help it a little bit easier? Yeah. And I probably will. Yeah, I probably will. That will probably inch down the amount of time, but I, it is hard for me not to get into the rush mentality of it. Yeah. Of it. Like, you know, if I lost, you know, uh, three quarters of a pound this week, or I'd probably only weigh myself maybe once every two weeks or something, but every two weeks, if, if it wasn't down two pounds, I'd be pissed. Yeah. Yeah. You know? A, yeah. And then that's a different kind of burden. And that's a different burden. Yeah. Of like, can I not do this correctly anymore? Or do I not have the skills or do I not have the athleticism to like, you know, get my workouts to that degree, the nutrition to that degree. But, you know, I'm also, you know, dealing with the fact in the, the truth of like, even if uh, I feel like, 
um, athletically, it, I could do it. It's like, it is completely, especially at the age, as we get older, it's, it's especially about rocking that nutrition correctly. Yeah, dude. Nutrition, man. That's, um, it's been said many times on the show. I'm always surprised and maybe a little bummed about how important mm. it is where yeah. it's just like, I'm doing all this stuff. I'm, I'm tinkering with the workout I'm adding, I'm upping the intensity. And then usually I'm like, oh, I'll make this adjustment here. And then it'll immediately happen. I'm like, oh, that's it. Well, all that yeah. time, extra time spent, you know, getting in the right metabolic zone. And all mm -hmm. I had to do was uh, deprive myself of uh, <laughs> snacks. And now I'm here. Big Rye interrupting the episode really quick because I want to talk to you guys about Bomba's socks. Okay, so this is a working out podcast. We like to talk about working out. We want you guys to work out. We like to work out. And lots of things can make your workouts hard. No secret there. You can add some extra weight on the bar. You can uh, up the tempo. Maybe you're running. You run at a, a faster speed. You go a longer distance. You know what shouldn't be hard, tough, uncomfortable, though? Your socks. Your socks should support you. Your socks should be a no-brainer. Your socks should feel good for you. That's why Bomba's performance socks are built to be nothing but comfortable and supportive. Bomba's is a great sock company, guys. They figured it out. I've said it a bunch here before. You know my hatred and how much I despised the old sock world. The old sock world where they didn't care about design. They didn't care about athletes. They weren't thinking about that. They just wanted to make a dollar. So they, they used the cheapest fabric. They used no imagination, no innovation. And they, they churned out this crap, this stinky crap that used to sink down into my high tops when I was playing uh, volleyball in gym class. And then they would make my feet stink. And then people would smell it. They'd be like, what's that stink? It's got to be the guy with no socks and big smelly high tops. And uh, it was a major source of shame for me. And it uh, wouldn't have been the case if I had access to Bombas. Bombas performance socks have taken all the amazing innovations that make Bombas the most comfortable socks you've ever worn and added their special hex tech performance technology so that a teenage stanger won't stink. They're stitched with special moisture wicking yarn and temperature regulating vents that allow cool air to flow in and prevent overheating. So when Stangers in biology class for second period, Rachel Halstead doesn't crinkle her nose when she's sitting in front of them and say, oh my God, what is that horrific stink? My guess is it's Stanger because he's got giant smelly high tops with no socks. Little did she realize that my socks had slipped down my feet and were racing to the front of the toes of those smelly high tops. If I had Bombas, they would have come with a pillow-like tab that would have saved me from blisters. They would have had stay-up technology and a special arch-hugging system and an extra layer of cushiony support on the bottom for the perfect amount of support. Come in all kinds of different colors, different styles. They've got them for every sport with the specific design features to help you optimize your performance and get you comfortable no matter what you're doing. Uh, and it's not all about you and not smelling in high school. It's about other people too. Bomba's performance socks, every pair you buy, they're donating to someone in need. They've donated over 45 million pairs so far. That's a lot of socks they're giving away, guys. So take care of your teen self and take care of somebody else by buying those socks. Everybody wins. I... Love their no-show socks. I'm a no-show sock guy. You know, maybe it's because it was what was burned into me as a kid. You know, my socks would disappear, and I didn't like the way it smelled or felt, but I liked the way it looked. I can get that with Bombas. They've got no-show, and no-show socks used to be the real bottom of the barrel when it came to sock technology, but now I can get the performance version of the no-show with the Hextech technology, the moisture-wicking yarn, um, the stay-put design the arch-hugging support, all that stuff. And I can get them in nice colors so that I'm looking sharp. If I go to a party that uh, requires me to kick my shoes off, it's not an embarrassment. I look cool. Go to bombas.com slash dumbbells today 
and get 20% off your first order. That's B-O-M-B-A-S, bombas.com slash dumbbells for 20% off. Bombas.com slash dumbbells. I also want to talk to you guys about a very cool sponsor, very good company doing interesting stuff, Plant People. Now, we like to talk about longevity a lot. We like to talk about optimizing your health, being your best self, taking advantage of everything that's available to you and that you have access to. So I'm sure you've heard us talk about functional mushrooms. I'm sure you've researched them yourself. If you haven't, I got you covered. Uh, Adaptogens, functional mushrooms, people are talking about it. It's out there. I personally have partaken. I, uh, I liked what uh, reishi mushrooms could do for me, uh, for inflammation, for my immune system. I decided that I would try some reishi mushrooms. I, I got some. I got them in a powder form, came in a big packet. The instructions as to how much I should take and how to use them were a little vague. <laughs> So I did my best and I didn't know if I was taking the right amount. Uh, it tasted awful, tasted like dirt water. So I felt like I was just, uh, dumping a bunch of dust into water and just kind of guessing and, uh, you know, hoping for the best didn't taste good. wasn't a pleasant experience. And I felt confused all the way through. Uh, that's why I was so relieved, pleased, surprised, grateful, um, think of some more words that I should put in there, guys, and uh, imagine that I said them. When plant people decided to sponsor the dumbbells because they have Wonder Day mushroom gummies, and they are the world's first mushroom multi that combines the power of 10 research-backed adaptogenic mushrooms, including lion's mane, reishi, sound familiar, and chaga in cravably chef-crafted pre-dosed gummies. They're daring us to eat just two a day. That's the recommended dosage. And I got to tell you guys, it solved a lot of issues that I was having because they're pre-dosed. So you know how much to take. You take two gummies and they're, the, the method of delivery is amazing. It's a gummy. So it's not like I have to uh, choke down the dirt water that I was drinking before and I'm getting my reishi. And on top of that, the plant people folks researched a bunch of other good functional mushrooms and adaptogenics, put those in there, and uh, they're, they're giving it to me without me having to do any legwork at all. Um, I, uh, so, you know, they improve all levels of um, performance, and I like um, popping a couple before I've got to do a, uh, a dumbbells recording or an Action Boys recording, um, you know, before I got a meeting, uh, you know. They, they just speak to uh, everything I needed in trying to, uh, you know, make my brain uh, as sharp as possible. Um, and I told you, it's a cool company. It started by a couple of friends in 2017. Um, they create doctor-formulated uh, regenerative organic plant mushroom supplements for mood, memory, stress, sleep, and more. And they're proudly B Corp certified, climate neutral certified, and they plant a tree for every product sold. So they're doing good stuff for you and good stuff for the environment. Um, the Wonder Day gummies, I said, are made with 10 research-backed mushrooms. Uh, these things have been used for centuries to help people achieve homeostasis and, and, uh, and or mind-body balance. So you're boosting your moon with lion's mane and chaga. Uh, you're uh, reducing stress and you're finding calm with chaga and reishi. Um, you increase your energy levels with cordyceps and maitake. Uh, which ramp up your ATP production. We love that for, uh, for fitness. This is a fitness podcast. And uh, you're improving your focus with lion's mane and cordyceps. Those have been used to support memory and cognition for hundreds of years. And uh, you're nourish uh, nourishing your, uh, your gut with turkey tail and reishi, both of which proven to do that. Uh, the Wonder Day gummies are 100% vegan and made with USA cultivated functional mushrooms from family farms of exceptional quality. They're all, this is what I like about it too, third-party uh, lab tested for purity, DNA verification, active compounds, heavy metals, pesticides, and uh, so you know what you're putting in your body, what's in there. Uh, they're, they're vouching for it through third-party lab testing. Your happiness is 100% guaranteed. If you, if you don't love them, 
They're going to give you your money back. Go to wonderdayplantpeople.co slash dumbbells to get 15% off your first order with code dumbbells. I'm going to spell it out for you. That's W-O-N-D-E-R-D-A-Y dot P-L-A-N-T-P-E-O-P-L-E dot C-O slash D-U-M-B-B-E-L-L-S. Love feeling wonderful or your money back. And now back to the show. It's a good question. This guy is kind of funny because he's just, he's talking about age. He's not that old, but uh, this is coming to us from uh, Joel A. Grass. How about this? How do you deal emotionally, mentally with the declining ability that comes with age? Not so much talking about getting into your 60s or something, more like I'm now 31 and a dad and I sit for a job. My knees, back and shoulders don't cooperate like they did when I was 20 or 25 or 28. Uh, Bonus, do you diet or do you just let it go gray? He's talking about his pubes. Mm. Would be my guess. Yeah. Um, (laughs) No response? (laughs) No response to that part of it. Um, uh, Maybe he's talking about his hair. Oh, maybe he got hair. But, yeah, and I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm talking about his hair, yeah. Pubes, yeah, I yeah, would yeah. say, Joel, shave them. <laughs> there you go. It's always a good head look to, for guys. Head to, head to, head to. Shave the head, shave the pubes. So good question. Yeah. Uh, I would say 31, dude, you're, you know, you're still, your body's still working pretty good at that point. But, but now is the time to start focusing on some mobility stuff. If that's, if you're in a sedentary situation for your job and for, you know, um, the question stands and it's a good question. Yeah. So mentally, um, but mentally too, he's talking about how do you deal with it mentally? So Eugene, you just mentioned the mental aspect of it about, yeah. you know, are you, are you the athlete you were and do you still have the athletic capability to do, you know, a two pound weight loss program over uh, a couple of weeks or whatever it is. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, you- and, and and I'm thinking about it doing it health. I know, I know, but you know, the, but it does. It, fl- we, it flashes we could all in your, do it horribly. Yeah, yeah. You could crash diet or you know, do, you know, do some exercise bulimia shit. But I'm just saying yeah. mentally, you know, there was like, uh, oh, I can I can hit the boards hard because mm-hmm. my body will support me in that. Yeah. But you also you hit a certain age and you're like, I don't know, maybe does it? Will it? Um, right. And, and how do you deal with the mental side of those? Um, I don't know. I think I am. I think I'm going through it. Yeah. I think I'm going through that mental s- side of it. Cause it's like, as much as I love, you know, um, training and, um, you know, eating and training and thinking of myself as an athlete. And, and I know that was like this big kind of, it's so crazy when we first started this, how much I was just like, you know, train and eat like you're an athlete uh-huh. always, you know? And that way you'll feel like an athlete. That way you'll feel like this. And 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 it has kind of over the course of this become, you know, train and eat like a dad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and I guess I'm trying to find that happy medium of like train and eat like a dad who's an athlete, you know? A dathlete. A dathlete. A dadlete. Um, Either um, one works. Athedad. 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 um but yeah like uh you know to to be able to have that and you know um and and you know and being mainly focused on the idea of i want to be able to work out and be sore from a workout but not so sore that i can't lift up my son and you know carry my daughter around or like going that hard or and also you know there is this thing that happens um and i'm sure he's even feeling it at 31 where, you know, you're getting sore from weight that you were used to be able to, you know, like throw up, you know, or do this or that amount of squats or that amount of this or that amount of, you know, and you'd be able to pop back up the next day and work out just as hard or so on and so forth. And just knowing that your body's starting to slow down in that way is this stuff is, is really tough mentally to go like, well, then I got to listen to my body. Yeah. And if you listen to your body, your body's telling you to slow down a little bit and that's tough. Yeah. Or your body's actually telling you to do things smarter and maybe 
do it more often and do it smarter so that it doesn't feel like that. There's just new ways to kind of, you know, tinker with it as it ages. Uh, Joel, I got two words for you. Suck it. (laughs) That and anabolic steroids. (laughs) Uh, No, I, I think, I think, and we've talked about this on the show before. These, this is not fun answers, but playing sports helps you uh, reconcile with the, the, as you age, uh, the, the abilities get taken away from you. And, Mm -hmm. you know, if you play sports competitively, you have to go through and die these spiritual deaths because it's just like, Oh, I've, I no longer can do what I once. I used to be able to run this speed and now I cannot. And that is just the fucking reality of it. There's no, ah, if I just, if I trained hard enough, I could get back there. It's not, it's just, it's just what happens. I mean, you can watch it play out over the Olympics or an athlete's career. And so I think, you know, going through that personally with sports where it's like, it's it, man, that's over. Hang up your football cleats. It's the fucking end (laughs) of it. And, you know, you have to kind of face that and get yourself okay with it or else you're, you know, one of these guys that just, or girls that just talks about it. And that's the best thing you ever did in your life was when you were like Al Bundy, like a high school football star or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not, you have so much more to offer and you have a, a, you know, a much longer physical and athletic career. It's just going to evolve. And then I'd find now that as I've aged, I, I've, I changed the way I look at certain athletes and, and watch things. And I root for the older people out there playing now when I was Mm -hmm. young, I, I like the fact that George Foreman came back and won the heavyweight championship, but I was like, man, I like Mike Tyson in his prime. Like that's exciting. And George mm-hmm. Foreman's kind of boring to watch, but now mm-hmm. you watch that shit and you're like, holy shit, look at this old guy. You love it. You know, you love yeah. it. And so that's kind of a fun thing to take on because you're like, man, there is, it changed, but there's something in there that that's exciting. And that's still there that you can still do. You can still unlock that potential and find what it is. And then I think it starts to become a a lesson in being grateful. So, you know, while you're, you know, certain things get you more sore than they used to, the body doesn't respond the way it used to, but you start looking at like, well, what can I do? I could still do this. That's great. And this makes me feel good. And I can Mm -hmm. still, you know, pike. I could still run to the top of this hill. I could still mountain bike. All the joints are beat up, but I can mountain bike hard. So you just kind Mm -hmm. of start finding new adventures to take and new things to try and different things to be grateful for. And it's just, it's an ongoing practice and uh, you're constantly learning lessons. It's the same with food. Like it's just this ongoing journey to where it's like, okay, this is, this is the new development, the activity level dropped down. So this is how food has to be now. And I got to relearn this lesson keep teaching and teach teaching myself. And I think if you're pliable, you will. And that's, um, you know, that's the, the challenge of, you know, continuing to find things that you can be grateful for very touchy feely answer, but it is, some truth but, you know, it, it's, it is truth. And I mean, there, you know, as, as a young buck and then, and, and as you get older, you also look around and you see like, when, when you see healthy, older people, now I'm talking about older, older. Yeah. And, and you see that on their plate, they're eating healthy and you see, you know, when you, when you're at that diner and you're eating with your family and you're seeing your little guy eating pancakes, but you see this old guy over there eating his protein in the salad and still looking good. And you're like, I wonder how old he is. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. And there's a point where that, you know, it's, it, it really does, you know, become that thing where you kind of want to own that. And there's a positivity to that. There is, there is that feeling where, you know, you want to be that older person at the restaurant that people are like, look at this person still eating healthy and looking good, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, in a positive way rather than the one that's, you know, eating their huge stack of pancakes, which maybe it's just their, you know, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm 75 and I'm going to have my pancakes today. You know, that could be a thing too. Right. Yeah. There's uh your, your best living, your being your best should evolve. You know what that, yeah. what that means can, should continue to evolve. And I think if you're, if you're realistic with what that is, you can, you can find some content and happiness. You know, if you're not, if it's, if you're just obsessed with running, you know, 
a nine, 500 meters forever, then mm-hmm. you're going to be let down, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I do. I, <laughs> I do laugh at how now when I hear about somebody dying and they're like 80, I'm like, Oh man, they're young, man. 80. Wow. You know, before I'd be like, Oh, that, you know, s- died at 77. I'm like, Oh, it's a good run. But now I'm like, you know, somebody dies. It's in their seventies or eighties. You're like, Oh, they're so young. You know? Yeah. I'm old, yeah. I'm old now, you know? Oh, yeah. Poor guy. It's a baby. It's a little baby. Yeah, I know. I know. And, and that's the thing. I think that's the thing that I want to start focusing on, on that. It's going to drive me a little bit more is as I'm getting older, I don't want to, I don't want to be older. If that makes sense. I don't want to feel um, like I can't do things because I've let myself um, go or, yeah. you know, let myself not enjoy things or, you know, and, and, and that's the thing is Quincy gets older as Alice grows up. Um, I want to still be able to, you know, th- hold them, walk around an amusement park with them on my shoulders type thing. And, you know, throw the ball around with Quincy or Alice or Dad, whatever. I'm 45. And- I'm not going to ride on your shoulders. <laughs> Get up here. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, there's that thing that people talk about, like how, like these certain actors you can kind of look at and they seemed old their whole career. Like Wilford Brimley. Wilford Brimley sure. was seven years younger than I am now when he was in Cocoon, you know? <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> and you're like, he's in an old folks home. He was like 38 years old or something. Yeah. Um, and then you got, it's you, crazy. You got TC, Tom Cruise, who's, uh, you know, still doing his stunts, jumping out of planes and shit. Yeah. How old is he? Oh uh, man, he's, he's in it. He's got to be like 60, right? Something. Uh, is he? Wow. No. I'll look, I mean, I'll look it up. I know Sam Jackson's in his 70s at this point. Tom Cruise, 59. 59, yeah. right there. Doesn't look Doesn't look it, though. No. Man. He um he dyes his hair, though. That's That was another thing. I don't, don't dye your hair. Unless you, yeah. unless you have to. Some guys have to, or girls have to, for parts or whatever. Listen, do whatever the fuck you want. For sure, sure. sure, especially sure. if you're a lady, do whatever you want. But with guys, sometimes the dyeing of the hair can be a little weird because they don't, they haven't figured out the dyes for guys. We've talked about this before. A lot of guys' hair will look orange or something. Oh, really? Yeah, I noticed that. And then also, some guys, um, their hair it doesn't match their face, so their face right. is starting to look old. But then they've got hair like they're 19, and then it makes mm-hmm. their face look older by comparison. And I don't right. think they'd look as weird if they had a little gray in it. Yeah. Um, the, you know, cause it, it would just kind of like line up. It would be like an easier transition. I've got more grays in my beard than I do on my head. Yeah. You don't have much. I've been gray since like I was in high school. Like I've had gray and then now it's pretty much all gray. That's a good, that's, that's a good, uh, that's a good mix though. It doesn't, it looks kind of, you know, it doesn't look that gray at all. It just looks kind of what light brown. I guess I don't know. <laughs> Mouse, what color is your hair? Mousy brown. Uh, yeah, yeah you, brown. you're pretty. You're good because you got dark hair, so the gray would show. And so yeah, yeah. I get a couple, and then they get plucked out. And then other than that, I you know you pluck them out. Yeah. Wow. Cool. Uh, yeah. Yeah. My beard, but you know my beard, crazy gray, dude. And then like when I, it, I had like a full beard for a while, and that was. A lot of gray on my face. Like yeah. we're getting into, yeah. you know, silverback gorilla territory. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I like that look. I'm like, I don't know if I can put, I don't know if I want, I don't know if I'm ready to get into that category. Yeah. Of, uh, thing of, of that. And then you, you're, you've got a full head of hair too. Pretty good. Been creeping back. I noticed yeah. recently been creeping back. I tried some different hair stuff too. Um, and I got some weird side effects from it. I tried, oh, I tried topical propecia, mm-hmm. um, fena, fenasteride or whatever it's called yeah, yep, yep, yep. mixed with minoxenil, which is the Rogaine. Um, yes. so they do. So people are having, would have side effects from taking the pills, the propecia mm-hmm. pills, but supposedly if you do it topically, not as much. Or, oh, you mean the, yeah, yeah. You're talking about the philestride one. Fenestride yeah. or whatever it is, yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. propecia is the active drug in propecia. Yes. So yeah. I did like, you can go to these special pharmacy pharmacies or pharmacies 
yeah. where they'll mix them together and they'll do a topical formula and then you put it on like a little drop and like and so I just felt like maybe my you know mine was creeping back and so I started doing that but I started feeling like weird stuff in my nipples. <laughs> really? Yeah. And then I researched it and they're like they can cause some gyno, you know, uh whatever that you know, gynomastia where guys wow. men develop breast tissue. And it's reversible if you stop if you stay on it maybe not. And I didn't know if it was really happening. I didn't know if it was in my head or what yeah. was going on, but it was like right when I started that and then I researched it and it was one of the main side effects. It's just, it's just highly unlikely that you get that in the topical form. But so I, I stopped and you know, you'll be happy to know listeners. I know everybody's concerned about my nipple sensitivity. It did go, the nipple sensitivity did go away. Hmm. So, but, um, I take it in the pill form. Do, do you No, mm-hmm. no side effects? Nope. Not that I know. Side of. effects are uh, rare. Unless, you know, and I was like thinking, I mean, it's been, I don't know how long it's been now, at least a solid eight months or something like that. So within the year. Um, and uh, yeah, nothing, nothing really uh, that I've noticed any kind of difference. I don't know if that's a necessarily a thing here, um, but I don't necessarily feel it in that like, f- you know. I mean with my if it were what I if it was what I had you would feel it like I it wasn't yeah. like I could see anything I just felt it more yeah and I was like whoa that's weird I kept th- I was like maybe I burned my titties in the sauna or something you know that's so funny it, yeah yeah it was very it was weird yeah I'm not I, I don't think I I have anything um that has affected it um, over that amount of time. You'd but, know. Yeah. I mean, if you've been doing yeah. it for close to a year, you'd know. But yeah, I mean, it feels normal. I mean, yeah. That shit works. It works, dude. It's supposed to. And, you know, it's just like, it doesn't affect my routine so much that I'm, you know, that it's stressing me out. Yeah. I don't, I don't, um, like the foam for the minoxidil stuff, um, I have, but I don't use it very often. Yeah. I just kind of use it when I remember. Yeah. Um, but it, I mainly take the thing that, you know, is supposed to be the most effective. Yeah. That one's the, that one percentage wise does the most, I think, you know, mm-hmm. like the minoxidil, like if you're on it all the time, it can maybe give you some growth back, but that's right. Maybe it's not as, you yeah. know, it's not as sure a thing as the other one, but I like the idea of the two kind of mixed, but uh, you know, it, w- mm-hmm. it was, but I, but then also the efficacy is not, maybe not as strong on the right finasteride or whatever it is. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, of the mix. Yeah. Mix, who knows the mix and the fact that it's topically, you're doing it, you know, straight up yes. on your scalp. You know? Yeah. Who knows how, how that's affecting like, cause it all has to do with like this, like DHT and all this. Right. And it's all new technology yeah. and you know, whatever, but yeah, so that's a that's a that's a walk into our life. What, uh, let's let's open up uh, another question. Justy, here. please. Hi, Justy. Written in before. Thanks for writing in. Thoughts on BCAAs? We've talked about it before. You like? You've done? I like amino acids. Yeah, I like. I, 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 I did it a bunch. Yeah, yeah. I I, I used to do it pre workout a bunch, um, and then and then stopped. Uh I think I just, the reason I stopped taking anything, um, and I, I mean, I'm not even on creatine or anything, but I, I think my main focus was just uh, to really, at the time, was to really uh, focus in on my nutrition mm-hmm. and getting everything in from Whole Foods, yeah, um, the store, uh, because they were sponsoring <laughs> me. Um, they, no, no, I was, I was trying to get everything from my foods and trying to eat enough food that that was happening. Um, and, uh, so, so I kind of weaned myself off any kind of, uh, supplements, but I have been thinking about jumping back into creatine, jumping back into branch chain amino acids, especially right now. Um, because this is the other part of the, um, the thing, um, 
that I didn't mention about the eight pound gain is because of that, then I also felt this weird cushion of like, well, what do I want to do now? Oh yeah. Like, do I want to just like start, should I try to lift a little heavier now that I have a little bit more weight on me and let this take, take the time to take the weight off really. And like have the kind of new focus in that way of being like, Oh, like now I'm like, you know, I'm like 185 pounds. I can, I, you know, maybe I can lift a little heavier now, you know, or whatever. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I was reading about Adam Sandler. I can't remember which one it was for water boy or the longest yard. He'd got, he put some weight on and he was like, I'll just do a football movie and I'll just, I'll like, yeah. I'll lift the weights hard and I'll use this extra weight and try to like, you know, just beef up and just do a football movie. You know, like how can I, yeah. how can I, you know, use this weight gain for good? Um, but yeah, that's cool. Do you, BCAAs, do you have any you liked or like a delivery that you liked? You're doing, were you, you're mixing a powder into. Yeah, I was just mixing a powder into water, um, right before, like, uh, like 20 minutes pre-workout. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh, and, and I did it where, uh, like you'd fill, uh, one of those shaker blender, bl- blender, uh, uh, shaker things. Yeah. The little and, whisk ball in there. Yeah, the whisk ball in it. Drink half of it and then just keep filling it up with water so it's just getting diluted through the workout. Oh, that's cool. Um, and uh, and it, it felt good. I mean, but that was also intermittent fasting, so that was like all I was taking in for my workouts, um, you know, uh, pre-workout-wise. Um, and, uh, and, and it felt good. I don't know what it, I needed it to do other than it just kind of fit in my routine correctly. Yeah. It kind of gave me, maybe it was a placebo effect where I was just like, I'm taking my branch chain of amino acids to get ready to do this lift. Yeah. You know, and then I finish that and then I know it's my first meal. I think it was just kind of in that structure of my life. Yeah. Um, So I couldn't tell you if it was as beneficial as it was supposed to be. I knew for sure that, um, for my water retention and for my joints to feel good when I was lifting and for my numbers to go up, creatine was doing it. Cool. So, um, so I like, I like creatine quite a bit. Yeah. I would say, you know, as far as kind of over the counter supplements, creatine tried and true and, um, and BCAAs tried and true, you know, they're yeah. ones that are always in the conversation. They're always making the rounds and creatine is the one that you would probably feel the most, like where you're like, Ooh, yeah. I objectively feel something happening here. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, worth, Hey, let us know, try it out, see how it goes. Worth doing, worth a, worth a, a shot. Yeah. Worth giving it a try. Let's bang out one more before we uh, we head out. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Training tips for explosive movements, hitting cuts mm. harder, jumping, etc. I play competitive level, club level, ultimate frisbee, and I'm looking to incorporate more sports, more sports specific training into my workouts. This is from Logan Burnett. Hmm. Uh. So Olympic weightlifting, obviously. Yeah, you know, yeah. Clean snatch, um, Olympic squat, and then uh, you know, plyos, box jumps, plyos, depth yes. jumps. Um, also, um, like uh, kettlebell complexes are really good for. Yeah, that. there you go. Uh, just because you're doing that explosive hip movement when you're doing just swings, um, and goblet squats and things like that, and you can, you know, if you use a lighter single kettlebell, you can do a lot of like complexes where you're doing a swing into a into like a goblet squat into a burpee with it and like just kind of getting those quick movements going you can do like you know shuttle runs or like hop overs on with the kettlebells you can kind of like use it as like the center of you know your quick movement workouts uh and you know you can use it and it feels cool even using like a you know, 24 pound one yeah. or 35 pound one. It doesn't have to be crazy heavy. You're just using it as just like a, a focus. And I think especially if you're a athlete focused on, you know, like um, ultimate Frisbee, like your focus is on a, on something. So even in your training, if you have like a, um, 
like a slam ball or a kettlebell that you can kind of focus in on. It kind of gives you the same um, feeling and uh, an idea while you're you're training um, in the gym. Yeah, I like all that. I like um, dynamic warm ups for that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. So on your feet, movement based, dynamic, and I think uh, moving in all planes of motion, and then also making sure that you incorporate a lot of lateral lateral movement into what you're doing too. Um, yeah. So you know, I don't know. So the, you know, make sure you're doing all the skips and all that kind of stuff, target skips and um, yes, that shit. But also make sure you're you're doing some lateral, you know, shuffling, all that kind of stuff. You know, you could do it with bands, without bands, and you know, if you want to improve how you're stopping and starting, just make sure you do stuff where you stop and start a lot. That'll yeah. help. Yeah, and if you are improving on that, do take the time to stretch and do those movements slowly before you start speeding up, because the last thing you need is some kind of ACL, do not, you know, yeah, knee injury. Yeah, yeah. That will do you take the time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, awesome. Um, good. yeah. All right. So let us know where, let, let them know where they can, uh, write. Yeah. If you want to find us, you want to ask us a question, you can do so. Ask the dumbbells at gmail.com. That's where you can email us. That's the easiest way for us to, um, read out your question and get, get some information out to you. And also for you to get information to us, send us pictures, send us, you know, um, uh, ideas and we can follow up. Uh, if you want to do it over social media, you could do that too at the dumbbells across all platforms. We are the most active on Instagram if we're active at all. Um, so you can hashtag us there or DM us, um, through that. Um, yeah. And be on behalf of myself and Eugene Cordero, the dumbbells and all our wonderful contributors today. Thank you so much for your excellent questions. We would like to remind everybody that's out there listening to train dirty, eat clean and live in between. That was a head podcast. <laughs>